What's happening, weirdos? We're back. It's been a couple weeks. I know. And this We're was back, awesome. Baby. It's a long one. Yep. We, we missed could... you guys. Yep. We missed doing this. Yep. And it was great. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really think it sounds like it wasn't. But no, I really it really it was. was. It was great. It was. I always say that, but this one, stuff we've never talked about, is great. We've yeah. flown, pinging, ponging. <laughs> We're bibbing, we're bopping, we're pinging, we're ponging. Uh, go to PeteHolmes.com for tour tickets. Tour tickets. Tour tickets. And if you like the show, if you want to support the show, uh, please, it's the holidays, maybe get your friend a Pete's pick. Yeah. Katie, roll them Pete's pick. This episode is brought to us by one of my absolute favorite Pete's picks in the world, which is Modern Mammals, which is, what is it? I, could, I can basically say this in five seconds. Modern Mammals is a shampoo that's like not a shampoo because when you wash your hair with shampoo, your hair looks like shit. It looks like absolute shit. It looks like a bale of hay that you put in the dryer and then you stapled to your head. It looks terrible. My whole life, I didn't wash my hair when I wanted my hair to look good. Modern Mammals comes in. I don't know how they did it. They developed this new formula. It's kind of like mud. You rub it, rub it in your hands. It smells great. Rub it through your uh, hair and you rinse it out. It cleans it, so we're talking comb, brush, goes right through, feels great, looks great, but it looks great. That's the key, is it looks like I washed my hair yesterday. It's fucking nuts. I wash my hair now before I go on TV. That's ins- like I did the talk this week, wash my hair before I go on the talk. What is going on? They figured it out. It's shampoo that cleans your hair, but makes it look like you didn't wash your hair with shampoo. It's a total, total game changer. They have bars which are pH balanced, fragrance-free, minimalist packaging, no plastic. So if you want like an earth-friendly, great way to easily rub it in your hands, get it in your hair, clean your hair without ruining your hair, or they have it in the more traditional kind of shampoo style goo that, uh, you know, goo, shampoo is goo. I like that one too. It is incredible. If you want the wave, it gives your hair that, this swoosh, this swoosh. I don't put any product in it. I just wash it with Modern Mammals. 30 seconds to perfect hair. I fucking love it. It's a game changer. Over 40,000 guys have switched to this instead of traditional shampoo. You got to see the reviews. Guys are losing their mind. It blows their mind. Once you use it, I swear you're hooked for life. I am hooked for life. You can't go back to regular shampoo after this. And it's a small grassroots punk rock company. These guys were just fed up with shampoo frying their hair. And they set out to create something new for guys to have perfect hair, a shampoo alternative. It's six seconds (laughs) to have a perfect hair day. On demand, Modern Mammals. Couldn't, can't say enough about it. Go to modernmammals.com slash weird where people can get a combo deal and try both the bar and the bottle for 44 bucks for both. Once you do it, you're never going back. You're very, very close to perfect hair and never having that tumbleweed look for your big date or your job interview or whatever you need to look good for. Modernmammals.com slash weird also of course i'm wearing them right now i only wear them the perfect jean i wore them for my netflix special the perfect jean because they look perfect but they also feel perfect i like stretchy pants but these are stretchy pants that don't look like stretchy pants in fact they don't even really they do feel like stretchy pants but you don't feel like you're wearing yoga pants or pj pants 
but they're kind of somewhere in the middle there, meaning it's 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon, although they have a new 99% cotton version, which are dope. They also make khaki jeans, like khaki jeans, khaki jeans. They have it. They have you covered. They have your lower half covered, and they stretch. I don't know why we're not wearing these pants. These pants are total game changers. They give you extra room so your nuts aren't crushed. Your nuts ain't crushed, and they provide the only true home for your bone. They're also incredibly, incredibly well-crafted. The colors are awesome. They're basically high-end designer jeans that feel as comfortable as a baby's butt. You might even forget you're wearing pants. I love them. I did a complete overhaul. The perfect jean has changed my jean game. They look incredible, and they're comfortable enough to sleep in. I have. I have slept in them. And they're not, they're not just fucking cotton khakis. If you want khakis, you get the khaki-colored ones. Look dressy, fucking great. And spare your nuts, everybody. Spare your nuts. The perfect gene for the perfectly imperfect men. 20% off when you use code WEIRDO at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect gene. Whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three-leaf clover, or a big old honking eggplant, the perfect gene has got you covered. Take a peek at theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgean.nyc. Use code WEIRDO for 20% off at checkout. And thank me later. Modern Mammals, Perfect Gene, two standards. Get them both. Get them for someone you love this holiday season. Pretty much any man that washes his hair and wants to look good or wears jeans and wants to look and feel good, Modern Mammals, Perfect Gene. Boom. Thank me later. All right, everybody, watch my special. I am not for everyone. If you've already watched it, watch it again. (laughs) Tell your friends to watch it. Keep it on mute in the background. Get those numbers up. Appreciate it. (laughs) And uh, thanks for being here, Val. Get into it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not what I was going to. I have a new one for you. Oh, yeah? One of the things I want to tell you <laughs> is I have a chicken sandwich in my pants. <laughs> you have a new one for me like you've been preparing this? I sang it, but it was better before you came in. I was all ready to go, and I oh. had this chicken salad sandwich in my pants song. <laughs> you were paying a dear price for a quesadilla you ate <laughs> when I called you coming back. From the city, as I'm mad at you, you said, I always say, I have to go into the city. I did not say that. You didn't? You. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't? <laughs> you said this morning, you were like, oh, look at that. Someone pulled the trash cans out, even though he was going into the city yesterday. And then yeah. I said, I noticed that. And the trash I, cans. Yeah. And, and I thought to myself, wow, he pulled the trash cans out before he went, as you like to call it, into the city. That's right. <laughs> and I referencing no, no. that one time that you said it. Yeah, that's fair. This is hot. This is hot. Podcast. This, this is what people want. This is Just why picking we the tiny... are Cup of Joe Rogan. <laughs> We're kind Steamy Cup of Joe. We're the Morning Joe Rogan Show. Cup of Joe Rogan. Welcome to the Morning Joe Rogan Show. Cup of Joe. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, 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 I did too much stand-up comedy and now I can't really sing. Boop, boop. Can I say, for all the relish theory that we drop on this hot Morning Joe Rogan, I call it now Morning Joe Rogan. 
I actually think it's kind of worth uh, shining a light on that we're not above uh, a good little like you you do that too, and I like it. What? Here's my point. <laughs> I have the whole point. It just laid out like seven pieces of paper acro- across a clean desk. Yeah, and the numbers are out of order. They're out of order. Just give me a second. <laughs> okay, to collect your your papers. Jokes are hurtful. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, I was actually talking, I did Whitney Cummings podcast yesterday, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Valerie, because I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a chicken salad and no, I have a chicken sandwich in my pants. It was that in my pants. You made it worse I by making it a I chicken salad. Tell you, I have a chicken salad in my pants. It was that. Okay, I found well, it. That I'm was so also glad. on the desk, and it's it was a post-it. It's confusing me. Yeah, let's crumple it up and throw it away. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit. Act one jokes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Act one. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And then somebody with vocal fry comes on. I'm making fun of NPR now, which I love. But I talked with Pete Holmes about why. I'm not even going to do that anymore. It's horrible. Anyway, jokes. Here's one of the things that people don't talk about jokes is jokes are practice at saying how you feel for people like you and me, believe it or not, mm-hmm. who have a hard time, or especially in the past, mm-hmm. had a hard time saying how they feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about sarcasm. And I really want to sarcasm is a nice like entry. It's like a gateway joke. Yeah, uh, sure. A lot of people stop at sarcasm mm-hmm. where they're just like, "Yeah, oh. Dan, I loved your oatmeal." <laughs> Cut to Dan by a big pot of oatmeal. <laughs> It's not a video podcast, but I'm making a funny He's face. He's making the perfect face for a it disappointed a good, Dan. It was a good face. But uh, sarcasm, I'm, I'm not against it, but I, I don't love it when like old... I, well, no, let's not talk about sarcasm. I want to talk about jokes. Yeah. So you will say, uh, oh, uh, look, at, look, at the, look at the kitchen. How did I do that? You know, <laughs> yeah, somebody when did cleaned I, the kitchen. When did I find time? Leela w- didn't go down till nine and I still, I managed to okay, clean. I kitchen. don't usually go on and on no, like I know. this. But, <laughs> but I'm saying I like it. And mm-hmm. similarly, I would say like, oh, look, look, some of the, mm-hmm. the treasure. These are jokes. They're just sillies. They're, they're jokes, but they are specifically saying, will you notice this? And there's exactly. Yeah. And isn't every joke? Mm-hmm. OMG. OMG. Act and two. I'll take it even. This guy's with me. Act two. This guy's with me. <laughs> yeah. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I even think that all of art, I'm, I know this is so obvious, but I'm just like experientially discovering this. Where ED? You have the ED? more, yeah, I have ED, uh, experiential discovery. Okay. <laughs> and then we look down, you have a huge boner. Whoa! And I just get to work. <laughs> oh my God. You're my love. I don't like calling Unpolish it. your knob. I don't like, oh, oh, get you to get to work like on my boner. On your boner. I thought you had the boner and you were, isn't it interesting that it's You different? have ED, which is erectile. Never mind. Right. Never mind. I'm with you. Never the mind. I'm with you. But, of the clock. <laughs> but this is an interesting little thing is that I 
when I thought you had a boner and you were saying, and then I just get to work on myself. No, on me, I didn't oh, like it. Oh, and I would plow you with my yeah, boner, I didn't but I don't like, have the boner. I know. Because I have ED, and the, you have emotional discovery or experiential... <laughs> discovery. Yeah. And But if you were getting to work on my boner, I think that's fine. I Basically, yeah. I'm saying you can only say getting to work in reference to a penis, not a vagina. <laughs> no, no. I do have a joke. About, I've, it's been doing really well about how if you woke up and you were a dude, but it was you. I go, I love Val for who she is on the inside, but I really mean it. Meaning if she woke up and was magically a dude, I'd stay with her. Yeah. And then I go, you got to be gay for your partner. I'd be gay. I'd swap teams for my partner. Yeah. And then I go, and honestly, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one doing all the mountain and the thrusting. Mm-hmm. You get to work. So I do. I know. Yeah. You've, I There's think more you've to shared... the joke, but I'm just teasing it. Just teasing Tickets it. are available. I think I'm you've shared that on our podcast and the It Sam came from one. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, we talked about how some people that I've known people who do that. Oh, transition. I know there's a reality to that joke that I don't intend. I know, but I think that that is beautiful. Um, Okay, wait. I I guess I didn't consider. (laughs) Now that it's virtuous, I want it. I mean. Oh, but we're saying jokes to say your actual truth, but also like art to say your actual truth. Now we're in PR, baby. But it's like. (laughs) This looks like a house to me. That was pretty good. That was really that good. That was good. This looks like a house to me. This looks like a house to me. It's exactly such an, NPR. an NPR chapter. This looks like a house to me. <laughs> we and do our like show in three when acts. When we first did the Rorschach test on, you know. Yeah. I literally couldn't think of a single name except for Indiana Jones. When we first did the Rorschach test on Indiana Jones, he just goes, art, fine art. <laughs> it belongs this belongs in a museum. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Nope. Had him, lost him. Yeah. Go ahead. So have Art. all the loves of his life. Is he kidding. single? No, I think he's still. He was he with Ali McBeal, wasn't he? No, I think he might still be. Gross. Why is that gross? It's just funny to say gross. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, just I'm finding as I'm, you know, doing more creative projects. Yes, that this I'm, is what we're talking about. That I'm like, I'll have an idea that I'm confused about. Mm. And then it is like, you know, this is so such an annoying, potentially an annoying comparison. But there's the thing of like, Michelangelo was like, I saw David and then I chipped away anything that wasn't David. Yeah. Like, that's really what it feels like, but with your subconscious, too. Because you're like, I have this idea. I yeah. don't know where it's coming from. And then you chip it away and you look at it and you're like, oh, I think I need to talk to Pete about this or whatever. Yeah. Or a friend. Or <laughs> yeah, bounce or it around. Or you're like, oh, I see. I That's I what's so... I'm just so happy to be talking with you. So I have to concede that I am in a very good mood. But I think mm-hmm. that's really great. Mm-hmm. And it is the pieces of paper on the desk, and you're like, sometimes you go like, "There's something here, and you need to help, help." Yeah. But art and life and friendship and mm-hmm. conversation and music, all that stuff, is processing these weird little deliveries we get. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm discovering is it's like trying to do it from the inside out, as opposed to being like, I know what all my issues are. And so I want to make art about how I have to please people. And Mm. then you make it 
and then you go that, inside. I think it's yeah, I think it's more interesting to be like, yeah. I don't know why, but I want to tell a story about this girl who Patty. like gives up her whole life for her best friend. And then you're like, wait, do this I is, feel like I've done that before? That's you know? very good. And I was just thinking about like because I did a set last night and I was like, where, what are these jokes? It's not what I would have expected mm-hmm. from me. I really like my new hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? It's like a weird, we've talked about how I see it as like a shape and it's all weird and colors and all this stuff. But I'm like, yeah, that is this great art and life hack is if you let the weird purple inner tornado mm-hmm. or maybe it's just a swampus swampus gas swampus quampus got it <laughs> a swampus quampus gas mm-hmm. but i'm saying it's ethereal and it's and it's vague and it's strange if you let that thing that we all have mm-hmm. the swirling mystery of your feelings and your unconscious if you let that dictate yeah you too will be surprised by your yeah. act and what i'm saying is it's your job as an artist to be surprising mm-hmm. well, how do you do that well let the unconscious yeah. steer it totally yeah yeah and then it'll speak to other people's unconscious right and they'll be like i don't know you know that's where the thing of like the more specific it is the more people it reaches yeah because you're like yeah they're not they might not on paper have anything to do with this person but they all anything in common but they know this feeling i think about that with whatever like i think of your mom as like a good like kind of uh i was gonna say basic Uh i don't mean a bit i don't mean it like that (laughs) new level of your mom (laughs) your mom is a good example of a basic bitch (laughs) i just meant an every woman kind Mm -hmm. of i i don't even mean that as a bad thing and i don't feel weird i'm just saying i (laughs) think I have to say that. I do want to say it because if I was swelling with regret, then maybe I would be hiding some feeling. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I think of your mom as somebody who's kind of, you know, just making fluffernutter sandwiches. Just American and, woman. Yeah, watching mm-hmm. Will and Grace and, and living her life. And she's yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, even she goes tonight, even she mm-hmm. goes tonight. Goes to bed at night <laughs> and has like fucking weird, kaleidoscopic, strange David Lynch dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we all, I had a dream last night that my thumbnail came off, uh. which was so unpleasant. But in the dream, I went, it happened again. Mm. Like an acknowledgement of like, I dream that so often, apparently. I don't remember dreaming that a bunch, yeah. but when it was happening, I was like, I've had that I remember this. before. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. You just take it off and put a Band-Aid on it, and it'll grow back in like three years. I had a dream two nights ago that I was get rummaging in my drawer of clothes, and someone had clearly taken a shit in my clothes, and then I found out it was my dad. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I wish I hadn't been drinking. That is just... I just want to like give a standing ovation to the unconscious, to all of our unconscious. Because the other thing that's funny about letting the unconscious steer the ship, whenever, even if you're not deliberately creating art, I hate how exclusionary art can be. Mm-hmm. We're all making art. Mm-hmm. We're all doing it. Mm-hmm. Conversations you have, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you relate, mm-hmm. it's all another kind of piece you're doing, another character you're playing and building yeah. and changing and adapting and all these things. But like the stuff we consume goes in there. I was just talking to Neil Brennan about this and he was like, you know, you are what you do all the time. 
Yeah. And, and, and it's like also what you create is a product of what you're putting in all the time. Yeah. But then, and I'm not even, I don't just mean like holy books. I mean like yeah. I see a fucking YouTube video about the guitarist from Bruce Springsteen, mm. Little John. And I watch that and that's just in there. Yeah. And one of the weird things about the internet is it's so overwhelming. You know, it's, it's confetti in the dryer, mm-hmm. but we're all sticking our head in the confetti dryer mm-hmm. and then we forget it. But then somebody comes up and says like something that was clearly unconsciously formed from something you saw from the confetti in the dryer. Mm-hmm. And it kind of connects like you, yeah. like a Pixar movie you could see the little ping, little yep. pieces of yes. confetti in their minds or stuck to their face light up yeah and that's nice like so much yes. of life we've talked about this before is going like I saw that too mm-hmm. that looks like a house to me yeah right that's right. so it's 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 fun that we actually have this sort of shared it used to be you'd have to go to South Bend Indiana and everyone there loves uh what are they the Rudy team it doesn't matter. Mm, the uh, Beavers? No, Notre Dame. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there were all these, the Beavers, <laughs> there were all these microclimates, mm-hmm. but now it's like there's one macroclimate. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. That's what all of it is. I mean, that's what everything we're doing is, I think, even beyond art. I mean, it certainly is what like sex is. It's what even talking is, is to r- remember that we're connected. Yeah. It's that's that's the why I love these chats. Thing. Yeah, and yeah. I I feel I don't feel bad. I I love that we after a couple of weeks off, we're back. It's yeah. really nice. It's really important. I also wanted to share the because you said the internet. I wanted to share what you said this morning on the way to dropping Leela off because Leela. <laughs> I love this Leela because as I said, I thought about Kevin Smith and and Jay. Kevin Smith would just hear Jay say something like. And because of that bicycle, I'm in rehab now. Like it just like a little like what? Oh, and then they'd start, they'd use it as a downbeat. A downbeat That's is just funny. a moment yeah. in a scene that I know you know, but yeah. like that doesn't relate to anything, but it just kind of gets things going. Yeah. You never address it. That's so they would great. start the scene. Like Lewis Black says, and if it wasn't for that horse, I never would have gotten through college. And like just these little <laughs> snippets. And when I said this this morning, I was like, that this is one of those. Downbeat, yeah. Because Leela. Well, so Leela. Yeah she wasn't wanting to go to school and it is informed by that because I thought something more serious was happening because she was really resisting going to school. And then I had gotten her dressed and she called upstairs and was like, mama, I peed in my pants. And I was like, oh my gosh, she like doesn't want to go to school so bad that she's like peeing in her pants to avoid it. And then, so I went, I grabbed new pants. She was on the toilet and I like was changing her and fixing her up on the toilet. And she was like, mama, I was, I sneaked some honey in the pantry and then I had to go potty, but I had to put it away first. So I didn't get caught. And that's why I peed my pants. Yeah. And she peed her pants a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. I'm being defensive. But she was like having this moment where she's like, oh my God, I have to pee. It's coming out. But like, if I have to hide the evidence. I have to hide this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very grown up. But she's still the age where she like tells us when she does something sneaky, well, which I love. don't get me started. That That is just my greatest joy is I that know. she can tell us like I was up to it. Oh, yeah. And that's been like a, a priority is trying to to whenever she does confess something like that. Well, it's the same. Just be like, thank you for telling me. Just because. Yes. Yeah, sorry. That's the more important thing. Of course. Yeah. Respect and trust. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want it because we're not going to forget my quote. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that piece of paper is firmly on the desk. <laughs> I was gonna, it reminded me instantly in that moment, because Lila was like, I, I peed my pants. She didn't, I could see she wasn't soaking wet, but she did a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, well, take your pants off and mama will help you change. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I am, fuck it. I am patting myself on the back. Because yeah. I had a memory of when I was in the tub and this is kind of, I don't know how much of this to share. I had gone, like, let's, I'm going to change some facts, but let's say I went pee in the, and I didn't shit the tub, guys. <laughs> oh, and no. I don't feel weird. And I, I do feel weird. When I was little, I remember being very little, and sometimes there might be like a little fleck of poop in the tub. <laughs> I know, a fleck, a bela fleck. Turning into you shitting in the tub. It wasn't a full shit. It was like a okay. It was like bird shot, not buckshot. Okay. <laughs> I was little, and I would yeah. stay in the tub. I could talk about this for nine hours. Uh, please. I would, <laughs> I would stay in the tub for a long time because I loved playing with my action figures in the tub. Mm-hmm. Whenever and sometimes your butt just There's wasn't. There's a little clean. Bela Fleck. There's a little Bela Fleck. So just kind of like a, like uh, you know how some liquor has like gold in it, like Goldschlager. <laughs> okay. Like that much poop, just a little, little gold flakes. I think we got it. I think we all get it, but I'm gonna keep going. I'm just kidding. <laughs> for you know hours. when you're doing woodwork? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> little little speck. And that was kind of a thing because I would stay in there so long and I wouldn't want to get out mm-hmm. and I, whatever. And I go, my dad was there mm-hmm. and I was like, and this isn't a horrible my dad story or anything like that. Everybody was doing the best they could and it was the 80s. It was a different time. <laughs> so I, but I remember I was like, normally this is something I'd get mom for, you know, she'd get the pool skimmer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, this is reminding me how weird it is to be a kid. Because yeah. if you did that as a grown up, you'd go like, well, no one can know about this. You'd pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. Take a shower. Yeah. And get out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, huh. And I think what's really going on, like art, is you're like, is this okay? Am I okay? Am I okay? Am I a disgusting animal? And that's why I liked our collective response to Leela. Mm-hmm. It was like a no big deal thing. Mm-hmm. Let's let's change. Yeah. And I was like, mom wasn't available. So I was like, dad. And I was like, I, I like pooped or whatever I said. And he came in the bathroom. Now, there was a big pile of G.I. Joes because I was playing. I've told you this story. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I love this story at dinner parties. <laughs> No, there's a big, there's a huge pile of G.I. Joe's submerged in the tub. Uh, Remember, the the poop is just cinnamon on your eggnog. (laughs) Just a little bit. Okay. And a guy who doesn't really like cinnamon, he did it to fit in at the holiday party. Yeah. So, but there is a huge pile of G.I. Joe's that, uh, you know, looking back, understandably looked like a huge pile of shit. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I... Said to my dad, dad, I, I, whatever. He comes in. He, I remember he like reached in and grabbed my feet and moved them and saw the pile of G.I. Joe's, thought it was shit and went, oh, God, Peter. And I had, I know, which is, it's not that bad. Yeah, but there's a reason you remember this. <laughs> there's a reason I remember it. Yeah. And I, I really love my dad. I, sure. my dad and I are actually like, I remember we had that little dust up and it ended up being this beautiful, it helped. Mm. There was all this anger. Remember I told the story about the brazier and all that stuff and there was the fight and the, yeah. it was ugly. And, and it actually, and I don't recommend people get in fights, but it ended up 
kind of reminding us of how much we love and need each other. That's mm. all I'll say. So okay. I don't know if that's an old pattern or what, but mm-hmm. like the wound in addressing that wound, we ended up kind of going like, well, while we're here, there's other things to kind of fix. And we started being very sweet and kind. Mm. And we can talk about my trip home. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. I was in Boston. Yeah. Any whoozle. So he was, he was just having his reaction. I'm trying to be mm-hmm. defensive of like, he wasn't being a monster. He was just having his reaction. Mm-hmm. But I remember in that moment thinking, so if that had been shit, that's how you would have reacted. Right. Like, I remember thinking like, so there is a limit yeah. to how much I can shit in the tub. <laughs> right, right. Where That you will you lose will, your cool. You'll start to think I'm disgusting. And yeah. that's what the whole thing was. Yeah. In fact, looking back, I'm like, the whole thing was a test. Like I'm saying, I knew I was old enough. I was like 17. <laughs> <laughs> I was old enough, though, to know how to hide the honey. Like I could have, yeah. I could have fixed that, but I wanted to test the love. Yeah. And in that moment I was really like noted. That's yeah, how I felt. I was sure. just sort of like, ah, there is a boundary, which is completely, I get it. But that, that I came, that came to mind. have to say all of that, like in his defense. I I'm, think just, that's I'm, I'm not even doing it for the audience. I've been lately trying to be like, when shit talk or grievances come up to kind of try in real time for my own sake, for my own heart to be like, and that's okay. We've all had moments like that. Who knows what he was going through? I don't. And I I might even be, it doesn't matter. Now I do sound like I'm paving over it. Well, if it gives you relief, that's the only Well, I love relief in the tub. (laughs) Yes. And it literally was shit talk. Um, And it's still going because so in the car, Leela said, Mama, will you tell Dada what I told him, what I told you in the bathroom? And I said, oh, oh, yeah. So Dada, Leela accidentally peed her pants because she was sneaking some honey and she was trying to put it away so we wouldn't notice. And you said, I get that. I once pooped my pants because we got the Internet. (laughs) Which is... A true story. But because it was just this little non sequitur, this little standalone, I get that. I once pooped my pants because we got the internet. And she wasn't even really listening. No, it was, was kind of like, me. it was for, for you. But she, she, she heard me say, I got that. And yeah. that's important. But like, that is, the, I've told this story before, but I pooped my pants because the night at Gordon College, we got the internet, which was the ethernet. Like it had an ethernet cable. Mm-hmm. And... It was the only night I was going to be alone in the dorm room. The next day, my roommate was coming. And I stayed up all night trying to get it to work. Oh. And I think I... I don't know if I did, but to look at pornography. Of course. American pornography. If it was for anything else, I'd be like... Just wanted to jump on... Nerd. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't wait to get in the D&D discussion room. Because I had some shit to say. Why not a 13-side die? <laughs> no, I wanted to look at American pornography. I don't think I ever did, mm-hmm. but I sat in that chair obsessed, wow. which later I learned was one of the pleasures of pornography. They talk about the bubble mm. that you get in. Yeah. Where you're it, it, the same thing with internet shopping. Uh-huh. I, I don't do it with pornography anymore, meaning 
that's not the process. <laughs> if I were to look at American pornography, it's a fast bang. Mm-hmm. And now, but like, I still do it with like comparative shopping of like, yeah. what's the best oh my gosh. tire I know inflator this, that you that can keep in your car. bubble, yeah. And you get in this zone. So like rock climbing, I know that's silly to say, but like anything that is just totally takes your attention. Mm-hmm. So that in itself was probably pleasant, even mm-hmm. though it had this like, dit, dit, dit. It, it was like Mission Impossible. I was like mm-hmm. trying to hack the database. Mm-hmm. And I did it so long and I had to shit, <laughs> which I don't think is unrelated. That warm sort of like yeah, cozy. Yeah, the Barnes and Nobles of it Barnes all. Barnes and Noble feeling yeah. you get when you have to poop helps <laughs> a, a task like that. In fact, I'm pretty sure after I shit my pants and then finished in the toilet, <laughs> it was less interesting to me because it didn't have that like warm <laughs> back of the bus I don't know if I'm going to make it sort of feeling. (laughs) But I did, and I got up, and I walked to the bathroom. I thought I had made it, and then like one rock-hard dark brown rolled down my leg. Because I wore boxers at the time. Now you got to (laughs) wear boxer briefs. Keeps it tight. Oh, my God. That's why you wear briefs. (laughs) All men wear briefs for diaper quality. No. No, I'm just kidding. Remember when I wrote this down in my joke notebook? I wrote, men pee in the sink. You just need to know that. We're peeing in the sink. Oh, my God. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Why? Sometimes you'll be in the bathroom and I'll pee in, a, in my sink, even though there's a bathroom down the hall. We have two other bathrooms. Yeah, I know. There's something about it. You it's, just want to be a giraffe putting out a little tree fire. I wonder if... You do it right into the drain, running the water, and you're, and that's what it is. It's it's I'm the king. <laughs> Oh my god. It's not even I'm the king. Yeah. I can't explain like, what it is. But if I, I'm I can pretty make it there, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, this is an overshare, I guess. But I think a this lot This is an overshare. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, think a we lot of past that. When I was a kid, I'd be in my basement where we had the video games and there was a bathroom there and I would still the sink was a little bit closer and I'd be in the sink. It's just you don't know what it's like to have a hose. And are you certain, Not n- this is no shame, I, I think that's totally fine. Are you certain other men are doing this? I'm confident enough to say okay. that every man has at some point peed in the sink. Mm. I'm now considering that I have, because I've told you like, Another core memory I have, I've told this before, is is that my mom was teaching me how to pee. So I was little. I was like right. three, four. It's one of my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and you lift up the lid and you pee in the water. Now, mm-hmm. I had done that before. I had a very visceral feeling of like, this is for her. Yeah. Like she like, just wants to. I know what I'm doing. I had been peeing. But yeah. maybe I had like gotten some on the rim or something. So she was giving me a refresher. Yeah. And, she, and then I said, just to kind of like, yes, and this weird mom moment, I was like, can you pee on the on the white part, the bowl? Yeah. And she said, no. And I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. But she was saying like, don't aim for that. Uh, aim for dead center because you're going to. Right. I understand that. But I remember that was like a form. Like I was like, oh, there's some things that my parents are just wrong about. Mm. And they're kind of. Not, I guess you could say lying to me. They're like, they think mm. I'm a, sh- a little baby, but uh-huh. I know you can pee on that because the water comes out the sides. Right. It all washes away. It's like a urinal. Like yeah. this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. And that was a key moment. So that might've informed why I was like, and I'm going to pee in the sink. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, George, it's all drains. Oh my it's God. It's all pipes. 
My brother had a thing like that. I think it was, it was like he vividly remembers, I think it was this, like being a kid and like standing on the kitchen table, like playing something. Yeah. And my dad was like, get down. This is my house this is my table and when you have your own house if you want to stand on your own table you can what a strange place to be napoleon oh this is my land yeah <laughs> like he was I... <laughs> he was napoleon of that house for sure this is my remember when can i say that he said to you when you were little he was like don't worry baby if someone comes in oh, the yeah. house um, i have a gun and i will kill them yeah and he i was would, like that's like how not, he don't worry no one's coming in the house but he was like someone might yeah and i'm ready and i was like yes even as i say that i understand but what a different choice absolutely and he, and he would say like different i choice. love you so much i would murder for you like separately and he also told me because uh, I was scared of demons and the devil because I was raised yeah, of in course. a I was too. belief system that believed in that hocus pocus. <laughs> <laughs> they were big into the bet Midler. <laughs> Not really. And he was like, we, this is how he comforted me. He was like, and it's still like, it goes back to like him having the power. But he was like, when we bought this house, I walked around the perimeter of it and I prayed that there be an angel with every footstep to pra- to protect it. He's like, so those demons cannot get in. They can press their faces up against the window, but they can't get in. And I was what like, weird... wow, well, thanks for that new image. Yeah, yeah. the sound. Yeah. And just like. <laughs> also, yeah. if we're going to be like that, why not say a million angels per footstep? Uh, yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's all hocus pocus. So, uh, and this is why I'm dreaming that he's shitting in my. <laughs> yeah, it, it is tied to it. It's tied. So, did your brother buy a house and then stand on the yeah. table? So his first house, and he was like eight when he couldn't have been older than eight, and he made the mental note. This is so like you. He was like, yeah, it is like me peeing I, in a sink. He, yeah, he made the mental note of like, you think I won't do that. But I will. Yeah, you and, think you're you're treating me like a baby that won't remember this, but baby, I just hit save. Yeah. And I put it in my Dropbox. So yes. it's in the cloud. And it was like his own little rebellion. Yeah. What was like no, I, w- a- I actually will do that in the first like house he got. He stood on top of the dining room table. This is like <laughs> uh sleepwalk with me where Mike I don't know if he does, Berbiglia does the setup that he like was raised in a house where you couldn't jump on the bed or something. Mm, he must. Mm-hmm. And then when he's on the road the first time, he gets a pizza and he eats it while he's jumping on the bed. Yeah. And I was like. It's exactly that. that is, but this is why I think this podcast and these chats, mm-hmm. I can't handle how it's consumed or appreciated. But the way I appreciate it. Mm-hmm is it's this living example of like, I'm telling you that I pooped the tub and I peed in a sink and we're finding ways to go like, that's okay. In fact, here, mm-hmm. here's the same energy here. Yeah. Like that joke I have about I go to bed without brushing my teeth sometimes because I don't drink anymore and I want to have that no one tells me what to do energy. Yeah. There's something really powerful in recognizing that these energies are, are universal and, and familiar mm-hmm. and we all just kind of, handle it in different ways mm-hmm. some people ride dirt bikes and some people pee in sinks like yeah. but we're all 
the same. Right. And and you could put labels on it and say there's healthy ways to get rid of it. You could make a painting or like Mr. Rogers, pound some clay or mm-hmm. hit all the keys on the piano or whatever. But like the fact remains that we're all the same mm-hmm. and we're all doing what we need to do to deal with that swirling purple tornado. 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 Ermagerd, tornado. Ermagerd. Great. Poo poo pee pee, poo poo pee pee. It's been I a little feel like we were a pee pee episode. Uh, yeah, no, I know. No, we picked up that thread, the internet. Uh, the internet. You, what were some of your papers? Oh, just that I've watched, I think, look, I'm just going to say it. I could be wrong. But I think a lot of people sometimes think of comedians as like, you know, rum drunk clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and we are. To a certain extent. But I've noticed, and not just with me, but there's something beautiful and psychologically valuable Mm -hmm. about jokes. And I've watched, and I want to hear you comment. What? I just would, I'm not just saying this for me is what I'm saying. I'd like Mm -hmm. to hear your take on this because I already said this to Whitney. But like, it really was meaningful to me, the the darkest things in your life. Mm -hmm. When... I learned more and more about you and all that sort of stuff and the dark things in my life too. I make really hard jokes about them. Uh, yeah. You know, like yes. the example would be like when I, when I felt like my mom's love was a little seeping and mm-hmm. was like a little inappropriate or whatever, mm-hmm. I would make hard jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Like I won't even say them on, on this podcast, just like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, yeah, like cold water on the face. Shocking jokes. And it was my way of, I'm not going to fight this dragon with a little cocktail sword, those plastic little swords. Yeah, I'm going to go in with a flamethrower and fuck it up. Yeah, and and like collateral damage is if people are like, (gasps) but I don't do it with other. I don't do it at Sunday dinner. Mm -hmm. I do it with you alone, right? And and other trusted friends. Mm -hmm. And then it was very. And then I would do it sometimes with things I knew about what what's happened to you in your life different times. Mm-hmm. And whenever I did it, when we were first dating, I was kind of like, this is weird because it's not my shit. Yeah. But looking back, I was sort of inviting you yeah. to go like, it's okay. You don't just have to think that. Mm-hmm. You can say the weird dream. Yeah. You can say... because. We need to like appreciate that no one is one thought. Yeah. And you're safe. Right. And then you started pretty recently since you've been writing your movies mm-hmm. and, you know, getting more and more artistically fulfilled, writing beautiful songs mm-hmm. that are actually, not actually, I shouldn't say actually, but mm-hmm. sometimes someone, you know, what I'm saying is you write songs that are vo- really raw. Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching this blossoming happening. Mm-hmm. And it's because... Yeah, and it's because, and I'm not taking credit, certainly not, but I'm like, oh, this is nice that, I'll take it back to jokes. You made a joke that I was like, Mm -hmm. remember when we were talking about the movie idea and you're like, and it freeze frames and then I say this and then I say that and it's like, oh, is that your favorite thing? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, because it made me feel like shocked, Uh huh. but not really. But what I mean is- it was strong. I acknowledged it as something that might be shocking. Yes. And then I was like, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Val is learning that her shadow is only as powerful as she allows it to be. Yeah. Like you're the gatekeeper of it. And one of the, mm. so as I'm saying, rum drunk clowns that 
don't work on their shit and you know we explode like all the 80s comedians were everyone was exploding Mm -hmm. and now i'm like bill burr's like 50 he looks great you know what i mean like in his 50s and what i'm saying is there's a new trend and it's nice to see you getting folded into the ways that it's helpful to you Mm -hmm. to go like i'm gonna go in with a flamethrower and just see and it's really cute to see this little lady (laughs) with a big like fucking once upon a time in hollywood (laughs) flamethrower and i'm like yeah, it's not that I want you. I mean, probably parts of me does like how you are like me, of course. Yeah. But I'm not trying to like rub out original Valerie. No. But it's nice to watch you go like, you can say the thing. Yeah. And it's safe to say the thing. Yeah. Because that's how you deal with it. When I right. make a joke about my mom being in love with me or whatever, now there's a, it's like you sledgehammered the wall and it was loud and messy. Mm-hmm. And like, why the fuck did you do that some might say but it also creates this hole and then you can go in and do the gentle work but at least we know the extreme to give a safe example you'd be like i fucking hate dogs i don't hate dogs but like if you want to talk about why you hate dogs right now you can unpack it bursting into the room and then you can you need the hole yeah you need the hole uh no i i'm sorry we're out of time (laughs) (laughs) it surprises me every day I really agree with that. And I do think it is a service that you've given me. And uh, just by being the example of it, which, by the way, I'll note, too, that that is there's a significant difference between if you had been like, come on, just say it like you should just say the thing you're afraid to say. Like, you know what I mean? You never once the modeling of it and the you doing it. There was like a sick. Six, seven, y- year eight year pause. <laughs> pause. Yeah. Where we didn't talk about it anymore and we didn't really even do it anymore. Yeah. And then I would I, do it every once in a while. But for yeah. me, most. Yeah. But, but, but then I would it see. It didn't bother me. Yeah. And then, and then you came out of nowhere on your own time. And that is so key on how to love me specifically. Like maybe not everybody is like that. But like the way that you. If you, if you are my partner and you want to help me grow and you weren't even doing it really to help me grow, which is key. No. Like, first of all, let go of trying to help me grow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let yeah. me just grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let grow. Also, like, make me feel safe by doing it yourself. Yeah. And then eight years later, I'll be, I'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> but like, give but nobody me, wants do it on my tip. own time. Can I yeah. give you a tip? I know. And and I just I I've like to learn that I'm a big tip. I giver. can't be rushed. I know somebody said I don't know which one of my signs because I'm like a, you know, you're like I'm like a Pisces, but I'm a Sag moon and I'm a Aries rising. And anyway, somebody was like one I'm of those signs. <laughs> one of those signs was like you won't be rushed like mm. like you're like basically a late bloomer, but like. I'll bloom, but I will not be rushed to do it. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for saying all of that kindness and acknowledging that. And it's the it's the way like we I think what's shown more often on this podcast is the way that I bring feminine energy into your life. Yeah. And how it benefits That's right. you. Yeah. But this is one of the ways one of the many ways that you bring masculine energy into mine and it is so important and feels so good. It's literally empowering. Yeah. Like it's actually it's changing making your life. me more powerful. No, I know. 
where and that's the flamethrower of it all is you're like wait i will impose myself on this situation because which is what a joke is but yeah it's yeah a cigar in the room it's like what the fuck i can't ignore this and it's in that that is only an upsetting trait when you know you have no business being there but when it's yours and there actually is a rightful place for you to take mm. all of my femininity will react as like i know but like if i take that place that's going to like really mess up the whole dynamic of everything mm. that we have and mm. like you know and you're just like you're not even saying it. You're just kind of like nodding your head towards like, why don't you just go take your place? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the real moment where I'm like, all right, everybody fucking move aside. I'm taking this place. Yeah, I do that with Leela on the swings. I go, Leela, run to the swing before someone gets it. That's yeah. not, that sounds, I don't know how that sounds. It might sound callous or uncaring or, or bullyish, but I'm just sort of like, there is something I've to it. I've watched the kids at the playground it's the yard it's the prison yard yeah. they're sweet and stuff it's also a place for them to get hurt feelings and hurt knees and stuff yeah where we're watching where we're safe and everyone's yeah. watching and they can work this all out i'm like yes. here's a place for you to fall off the swing that's yeah. kind of what we're doing yeah but also it, it's not super helpful i think it is especially because she's a girl because i'm just like look at these fucking feral shits yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding but the boys <laughs> yeah i'm like they're going to sprint to the swing. Yeah. Sprint to the swing. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's your place. And if you don't get it, we, we, we're not going to, she'll probably cry, but I'm just saying like, yeah, that's okay that's too. That's a lesson too. And, and I'm not trying to raise like a fucking cutthroat businesswoman, well, but I am like. But you're offsetting everything society is going to tell her. That's right. They're You're supposed always to be watch like, the boys. First look around <laughs> yeah. and see if anybody looks like they maybe want to go do the swing. Yeah, which like, Leela does pretty well anyway. What did I do where, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been spending too much time with my mom because the, uh, we got, we were at coffee with friends and I ordered just like a side of eggs Yeah, and they came and brought the eggs and you know, it's like one of those things where you have numbers. Yeah. And she was like, the the waitress was like, whose uh, eggs are these? And I was like, oh, those are mine. And I was like, unless anybody else ordered eggs, did somebody else order eggs? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, just take the fucking eggs, Val. You ordered eggs. Yeah. It doesn't matter if other people ordered eggs. Yeah. You're one of the people Who ordered that eggs. ordered and eggs. And you deserve eggs. And you deserve eggs. And it's been the appropriate, if you had ordered eggs and then five seconds later eggs came out, that's yeah. appropriate to be like, I don't think those are my eggs. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. But in this case, I just by the off chance that maybe somebody else ordered eggs. Yeah. I was it's like, both. wow. Yeah. It's like it is, there's it's a balance. There's billions of dudes that need to learn. You just ordered eggs. I don't think those are your eggs. Yeah. And it's nice to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the other side of just eat your fucking eggs. I know. Speaking those of like eggs. tender masculinity. Our friend Chris is so good at that and he like wouldn't come across that way, like, which is what makes it even sweeter. But that same like coffee date that we had with them with the eggs, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'd like, I think I want to get a tea. I'll be right back. And he's like, I'll get it for you. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I'll go order it. And he ordered me a tea 
And then it came and it's, you know, like still takes a while to steep. So not only did he go and order me a tea and they brought it to me, but then like five minutes later, he's like, I think it's ready. (laughs) And I was like, thank you for being like it was sitting on the table and he was like i think that's ready it's sitting on the table steeping yeah yeah. yeah. and he's like i think your tea's ready like he was so invested in like when i could have the tea and like when it had steeped enough right just like appropriately sharing masculine energy is a really feminine use of masculine energy it is and yeah doing it for the greater good which is kind of a feminine thing but being like yeah, like providing in that way. There's a way, there's a space where providing and nurturing overlap. Of course. And that's what that was. That's what the tea was. It was like, you've provided me this tea. You went out and you brought it to me. And you like told me when to drink it. Right. And somehow it all felt nurturing and loving. Yeah. That's why I get so, and we'll go to the mid rolls and come back and talk about my visit home and some other stuff. Meaning I don't know, but (laughs) that's why I get so triggered by uh, everything I do is for my family. Mm -hmm. Because there is the masculine, I went out and and they hunted and they brought back the whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was to provide. And then I'm like, but when you have like 5,000 deer stockpiled Mm -hmm. and you're still saying, I'm doing this for the family. Yeah. That's always going to be difficult for me. Right. And then the masculine way to name that is to say i was going to do a bit about this is like leela i'm i'm doing this for the family and i'm doing it because i love it yeah and and that's okay yeah. and i'd actually like to model that i love it yes i don't like hopefully i'm going to be shooting a movie in december and i'll be away for a while mm-hmm. and i don't want to ever put the burden on her and be like that's cuz we need food no, yeah you know what i mean we can't. need food like you, that's my table <laughs> you know like, that's, <laughs> but that's like asking a five-year-old to make the sacrifice for the family that's right because she's sacrificing you that's right and so she if she's you know it's one thing if she's learning like yeah sometimes people we want have to go away for a bit and they always come back that's yeah. that's a good uncomfortable Patience, yeah. but the burden of like no, we need you to sacrifice no, your dad because the family needs I've it already, for survival. I've been aware of like, if we drive home, every once in a while, we try to teach her about money. And I'm like, you know, when dad goes away, that's to earn money. Because yeah. she's being wasteful yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'm different. Like, that, th- those things cost money and you just broke a television. <laughs> Fake example. <laughs> and, you know, but I'm like, that is such a tricky area because that is exactly what a kid would become compulsive about. It's right. like, I want to get a cupcake, but I don't want dad to go away. Right. I think Maybe if this... I stop eating cupcakes, he'll stop going away. And that's why you have to be like, mm. and I love it. Yeah. And it's fun. And I want you to be able to go, I'm doing this. Let's say it doesn't pay money. I'm doing it because I love it. It's yeah. not just for the cupcake. It's not just to pay the rent. And I want to say, well, before I say this, not everybody can, some people, they have to be away from their families a lot more and a lot longer to survive. And that's different if you have to, but we're not really in that situation. So I do want to say like, you already have such a good sense of balance of not being away any like for one day longer really than you have to be yeah oh and, can i say yeah 
there was this other thing and Dave was like, I think we can carve that out. And while you're doing the movie, you can fly here and do this other thing for a week and then go back and do the movie. They can carve that out. And I am virtue signaling, but I was like, if they can carve time out, carve it out so I can go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not no, flying. This is what I love about Like when you. you're acting, flying somewhere, meaning it's novel, I'm not always acting, mm -hmm. but if you're already acting mm -hmm. and they're like, then you can fly here during the hiatus week and do this other acting thing. I'm like, I'm already eating cake. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. You have such a perfect barometer for how much time is the minimum amount of time for you to work and enjoy your work, yeah. but also get to be with the family. And like, that is such, like, I feel you feeling our gravitational. It's funny when you're complimenting me, I push the mic closer to your face. <laughs> I know. Let's you, get this. This is the first but time I, you did I it. I have the headphones on and you are, you yes, sound far away. I understand. Um, I understand. I understand. Just stop. Stop, 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 shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut, shut up for a second shut up. while I compliment you. Um, but I feel you feeling the gravitational pull that towards us. Like yeah. you, even when you are working and enjoying it, which I love when you do. And I think it's really important for both of us to have that time. Hint, hint. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But uh, I feel you being like, and also I can't fucking wait till this is over so I can come home. Yeah. Well, distance it's really special. So that's what I wanted to say is there is a fundamental difference than from what you experienced, which, okay, if you want to have all these disclaimers in defense of your dad, he was taught that being a good dad was providing full stop. That's the end of the road that yeah. and like and came home and read you guys books before bed so he was even going above and beyond in that sense yeah but he he was never he was from a generation where like the dad wasn't responsible for anything else except for providing yeah. and he did that so he you know i'm sure he fulfilled what his assignment was right but now we're not in that world. And so the fact that you want to be home with Leela more than anything, she's going to feel that. Yeah. So she won't have the same sort of like dad's always working and he's saying it's for me, but this it's very not. It's helpful you know. to me because we didn't, we don't have to do the movie. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have to do the movie. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, thank God this came in. It is sort of. It doesn't matter. But I also do want her to... But I'm also like, that'll be fun. Yeah. I want her to see two people, hint, hint, who... I'm just kidding. Hmm. Who, like, in no, love I their work. Okay, that's, that's for part two, because that was a big revelation for me coming home from my trip home to Boston. So we'll get to that after the mid-rolls. It's the holidays. This sounds like the mid-rolls. It's not. <laughs> uh, you know, it means so much that you guys support the show. My friend Ken... Uh, who uh, loves the show uh, texted me and was like, "So holidays, which which Pete's pick should I get? Hmm. Like, which one needs the the love?" Oh, that's nice. It was great. So it was great. sweet. So anyway, be like Ken. <laughs> Everybody, be like Ken. Okay. <laughs> and here, and we'll be back in two minutes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp. I love therapy. We talk about it a lot and how it's changed my life. And especially at the end of the year, the holidays can be a really tricky time for me personally, and it's been super helpful to talk to a professional in the past and still is. 
when I'm feeling those holiday blues, it's kind of weird when everybody else is so happy and you need to vent some stuff. But it's more than venting. Talking to a professional is greater than the sum of its parts. It seems like you're just talking to somebody, but something magical is happening that can be really transformative and healing. This time of year can be a lot. It's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but feeling, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings, and therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. It helps with family stuff. It helps with boundaries, work stuff, obviously relationships, and all different types of feelings. Talking about it helps. It helps so much. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It couldn't be easier. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So do something new, something positive, feel grounded, and get to work on yourself. Trust me, it helps. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash weirdo today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weirdo for 10% off. Give yourself a little extra boost this holiday season. Also, we're brought to us by our friends at Ritual, the best and only multivitamin that I've ever taken that I actually take and feel ready to start my day. I talk to so many people about vitamins and they all kind of poo-poo it, like you just pee it out. You know when you take a multivitamin and your pee is just green and you're like, well, that, that appears to be all of the vitamins I just took? Ritual has figured it out. Not only is it completely traceable, it's allergen-free, it's got a minty taste, which I really enjoy, and can fill the gaps in a normal diet. It can fill those gaps. I can speak to that from my own visits to my doctor. Filling gaps really helps. You don't pee it out because it's got a delayed release. It waits until it's in your large intestine where they can actually be absorbed and get into you. So the delayed release takes care of that predator blood situation. Plus, I do a lot of fasting. If you've ever taken zinc on an empty stomach, you know it's it'll make you barf. It's your your stomach does not want it. The delayed release takes care of that ritual is the perfect multivitamin to take when you're fasting. First of all, to get some of those nutrients in you while you're not eating, but it also won't upset your stomach. It's specifically developed multivitamin with key high-quality nutrients in a bioavailable form that are clean. Ritual is a new type of two-a-day, helping support heart, a healthy heart with omega-3 DHA, to normal muscle function, to normal immune function with vitamin D3. This small step can have a major impact. It's traceable. It's vegan-friendly, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, major allergen-free, and as I said, delayed release designed to make it gentle on an empty stomach, and it even has a minty essence, which makes it fun and a pleasure to take. Essential for Men is a quality multivitamin from a company you can actually trust Trust and get this. Ritual is offering weirdos 30% off your first month. During your first month, visit ritual.com slash weird to start Ritual or add Essential for Men to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash weird. Do something to support the show. Do something to support your body. Better help Ritual. Get into it. And we're back. It rolls at 53 minutes. Jeez Louise. I tried to go to them earlier. No, I know, but we're, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. And it, we've, I missed Mid-roll, doing this. more like three-quarter roll. 
also the fact that like I did a, a pod with Joe Gatto, 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 Gatto okay. Joe Gatto <laughs> from Impractical Jokers yesterday. And he had a very touching story about, I don't want to spoil it, but his daughter said to him, dad, I love when you come to visit. <gasps> and he was like, oh, oh no. So that's a great episode. And we unpack a lot oh. of what we're talking about. Balance. Yeah. He fixed it. I Spoiler believe alert. it. It's he wouldn't have told sweet. the story if it was just like, and, and then uh, I just, uh, she said I it live, over FaceTime. And I live, I live with that every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he told a very touching story about how he sort of tweaked that. So that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Comedians not exploding as much mm-hmm. and like doing some work and stuff. It's really touching. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't, yeah, I went home. Oh, this is what I was going to say. We went home to Boston and something that I hadn't heard my mom say, she was just like, I just wish I had done something. Mm. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I always tell her the same thing. I'm like, you did, you, you were the best mom in the world. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know, but I just wish I was really good at something. Yeah. And I was like, I came home with a really deep understanding. Like I, I, I think I, where did I say that? I, I said it on Whitney. I was like, I came home and like metaphorically kissed your feet that you like are going for things and trying things. Mm. And I believe are going to succeed at things in all different, beautiful, wonderful ways. Mm. But I got like a little sit down with what it looks like, what the long term. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, it's more than just that my mom would have the memory of having been good at something, but like she was, she would feel different now, today, I, yeah. had she done something. Not just to think about it and be like, look at a newspaper clipping of the world's largest watermelon that she grew. Yeah. I think it would like change her physiology. It's such, uh, it's so interesting. It's why Betty Draper is one of the most interesting characters ever written. Because, and and let me preface this by saying like some people can some people can <laughs> some people can get all their meaning from being parents and being a housewife too <laughs> i don't want to minimize that do we have to pay for this <laughs> no okay um no i really don't want to minimize that because i know people who are like this is my dream job this is all i've ever yeah, wanted that was to a do calling. it's like going into the clergy exactly for everybody and i mean we don't even have to get into how it's the hardest job ever it's so hard yeah <laughs> and we have one kid and a million resources so it's like just so yeah, i think about that all the time so it is incredibly hard and and if you if you, if that is your calling and your you know well you pull, can say if that's fulfilling if that's fulfilling that's great i what i take issue with is the assumption that that should be the calling and enough for everyone who yeah. has kids because it it is a huge it is incredibly fulfilling w- w- to be a Leela's mom and there are a lot of other dimensions to me that I need to be activated in right. order to feel completely fulfilled going back to what we were saying in the first part it's not just making Michelangelo it's like it it fills a hole yes. in you because you yeah. like a piece of art you know, I think about crashing was me processing a divorce mm-hmm. and my family and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just making a thing. It was like healing a thing. It was helping yeah. a thing. Yeah. And that work is really important. 
Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, it's Stephen Pressfield. It's like all of that. Get off your ass. <laughs> you don't want to write, roll your pencil between your palms, spit on the ground, and call out to God. <laughs> Was it good? Shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter. Burn it, then shred it. That's right, shred the ashes. That's what I did when I was hitchhiking across the country. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's what it is. Is It's whatever your work is. And so your mom was told, especially in the you know 40s, 50s, 60s, her work, because she's a woman, her work should just be having kids and a beautiful Can home. Can you imagine little Irina running for a swing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. It's so sweet. And she, and so that's why, again, like I'll put it back on Betty Draper, but just the whole, like, you, and your mom especially, like, got the dream, sort of dream house, mm. perfect little suburb, has two boys in a time where it's like, we're still like, like you have heirs. You've created yeah, 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 heirs, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, like your King Henry. Yeah. Good news, sire. <laughs> it has a wang. <laughs> Good. I'll continue on. The woman's duty has been completed. Yeah. Like, truly. That's... We may we now decapitate her, as is your pleasure. <laughs> Wonderful. But, but. And it's like same with Betty Draper. Like she has the suburban house. She has two kids. And why is she having panic attacks? And then she's yeah. her hands are numb. No, I like know. her body knows this isn't right. Yeah. And so yeah, I really it's it breaks my heart that your mom feels that way. And I already before she even said that I knew that. Yeah, and, and I, it is a it is a lot of what fuels me. Like when we had that conversation, which I think we talked about. On where the you podcast. wanted to take the directing class. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, it and I was like, but it doesn't pay anything. I didn't say that, but there was a quiet. <laughs> but there was a moment voice. where where you said, I was. It was like <laughs> I. And I'm giving you the credit of realizing it. In I the already moment. talked about pooping in the tub. I think we can say <laughs> yeah. what I said at a quiet meal where i was like you know if if you get this movie you will be away for the same amount of time that i would be away to do this directing course and you were like yeah but and then you stopped yourself and i was like but it doesn't pay anything and you were like Mm. <laughs> I, I went mm, actually it will cost something so it's negative <laughs> you money. Did. No, I don't think I you did that. in that moment no um but you like stopped yourself because you realized that wasn't a great well uh, yeah that's I can stop when I want I can stop when I wish <laughs> yeah no that's it yeah the stop was huge but I I felt the programming of like what do you even yeah it's like we're and, so in the money water that we don't even know like we're yeah. Sorry. And then that's when I it's like, you know, we turned it around and, and it was lovely. And that's yeah. when I said, look, you're actively, I see you actively trying to not be our dads in this way. Poop in your drawer. And yeah. And I'm actively trying to not be our moms in this yeah. way. And of course, it's going to look clumsy because we don't know we're changing the pattern. We're changing the pattern. Yeah. And so it's going to feel uncomfortable. And it still will because we haven't gotten to a point yet where I need to be away or do, you know, like take up a little bit more of the space in that way. Yeah. And so it's just good to know that it will be uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. But you've done a really great job 
supporting I me. pushed the mic towards you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, thank you for that. And I think that's helpful. When I went home, it, it was a, I was there for like one full day and a night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it really did feel like a really long visit. Yeah, I'll talk about the good parts though. You know, what's helpful for me is when my heart is open. So when I go home, sometimes my heart closes. It's a protecting thing. And I'm yeah. just like, it's too much. But when my heart was open, let's say I'd just done some breath work or something. It occurred to me that my dad, this is, we're recording this podcast as we have our coffee in the morning. I was like, that's the best part of my day. And I was like, my dad goes to Dunkin' Donuts every morning. Uh, and I think that's the best part of his day. Mm. And I was like, I'll get up and I'll say, dad, do you want to go to Dunkin' Donuts together? And he's like, we leave at 5.45, Peter. And I was like, I'll get up at 5.45. Cause I don't even care. Yeah. You know, to be like alert, I'd like to be a little foggy. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. put some Vaseline on the lens on this visit. I'll be a little sleepy. <laughs> and it is worth noting that's two forty-five your body time. I know. So he said would leave at six fifteen actually, mm. but I set the alarm. So I was like, fine, I'll set the alarm for six. And I'm sleeping in their basement, which is a real haunted house. There's like my dad's. The, the, whenever I come home, I'm like, we need. Once you're over seventy, you need to have cleaners come. Twice a week. Yeah. Like that's like a huge, pri- or I don't know. And I'm not trying to make fun of old people. I'm just like, you need help. Yeah. You need help. Yeah. And I, they can afford it. I know not everybody can, but I'm like, you guys should fucking do that. Yeah. Because I go in my dad's bathroom and it's just like a, a disaster. Like, it's <laughs> oh. like the sink is like clogged up and it's half filled with like Listerine and oh. water. And I'm just like, ha. Ah. It was a real. It was a real haunted house. <laughs> like it really had like a Halloween yeah. vibe. Yeah. And I went in the bed and I, 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 you know, when I'm at home, just like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. remember how I told you I got real interested in lucid dreaming because I used to go to bed before I was tired. Right. So I would like try to basically hypnotize myself, fall asleep, have lucid dreams because mm-hmm. that was like my little escape. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I would go to bed at like 830 mm-hmm. both nights. I went to bed like 839. Mm-hmm. Like a fl- uh, a flight response. Yeah. So eight thirty. That's five thirty. My body's time. I'm going to bed mm-hmm. at five thirty p.m. Yeah. And I set the alarm for six. And this is just so. I also came home and I was like, I forgot. I was like, I can't stay at home. I just you got to get a hotel. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But I stayed there and I woke up. I opened my eyes. It was like five thirty in the morning, and my dad was just standing by the bed. <laughs> And it was just, Ugh. it was dark. And I, what's weird was that it didn't scare me because I just was like, that's probably going to happen. You knew before? It didn't scare me. I was like, there's no door to the bedroom. Right. So he just, it's just, a, it's like, isn't that perfect? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, what is this, a play? Yeah. And there's no door to the bedroom. So yeah. meaning, meaning it's not like an empty door. It's like a... You just walk in. It's yeah. like a big entryway. Open way. floor plan. Open floor plan, like Google. <laughs> and then my dad's there, and I'm like, huh? And he's like, you want to sleep a little more? And I was like, no, I'll get up. And I did. And we went to coffee. And it was. it. I, I don't mean to virtue signal again, but it was the right move. Mm. And what's key is I didn't think about it then. I wrote it down in the calendar, mm-hmm. go to Dunkin' Donuts with dad. Mm. And I followed through when I didn't 
particularly want or not want to. I, I did want to. Yeah. But in case I didn't want to, it's like, I think you will want to do that. And it was great. Yeah. We went to Dunkin' Donuts. Just as I suspected, my dad is like the mayor of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. All different kinds of people were coming in. You know what I mean? Young, old, black, brown. It and didn't matter. They all knew him. They all knew him. They all talked to him. They all had a little joke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fucking A, dad. It's it's really beautiful it's to cute. see him in his element. Yeah. We had a coffee. He still is, has a hard time hearing. So mm-hmm. it's not like we had a great chat. Right. But that wasn't the point. It was like yeah. fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just kind of sat at a table and the fish were the people coming in. And I was like, it's really cool. And then I went with him to his office. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. You know, he had pictures of us up. Mm-hmm. He had like a headshot of me mm-hmm. on the wall, like a like a red carpet photo of me. Oh my god! I know a picture of me and my brother when we were little. Cute a picture of my uncle, his brother who passed, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, he, this is what Neil and I also talked about. It's like when you're having a negative feeling about somebody. Mm. It's really helpful. And I, I almost can never remember to do this to stop and write down three things that you really love about them. Mm. And Neil was having a hard time with a certain person and he, he did it with me. He named three things he loves about that person. And I, right. And I was like, and there are all these quotes on the wall. They were good quotes. Oh, and I was that's like, like you. That's like me. That's just I was like, like I write you. down quotes. And yeah. I even told him that. I don't know if he heard me. It's really hard yeah. to know. Yeah. Because he's good at faking it, like memento. Mm. Uh-huh. So I'd be like, <laughs> I was like, Dad, I, I had a dream where I was yelling at you. And I went, don't you see? I'm you. I'm like you. Wow. I don't know if he heard me because I feel like he would have liked that. Yeah. But I felt that way looking around the office. And then his workers, again, young, old, different races, different backgrounds. And they all just kind of were flooding. And I was like, look at all the people he's giving work. Yeah. And like, they seemed content. Uh-huh. I was like, this is like a little, you know. It's really significant. It's really, really significant for you to go there, especially yeah. to his work. But even Dunkin' Donuts... Because instead of waiting for him to come into my world, I was like, I'll go into your world. Exactly. And I know you want to like show me off. Yep. Which is a great feeling. Yeah. I'll do it. And meeting people, they're like, you know what they all knew? Night court. Yeah. Of They'd course. all seen That's me on what night my court. Parents and, and family I was like, members know. Yeah, you gotta do night courts every once in a while if yeah. you want to reach my dad and his <laughs> workers. It's yeah. fine. It's great. Yeah. But you know, going back to the feeling of like, my dad is always at work and he's saying it's for the family. For you to go to his work yeah. then and be as an adult. Yeah. Excuse me. To be like, all right. It's like going to see the other woman and realizing like, hey, she she likes lace doilies too <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it was let's see what all the buzz is about yeah and it was his little sanctuary and it's a very unglamorous it looks like a sitcom set yeah. like wood walls smeared with oil in strange places it looked exactly like a multi-cam yeah paper everywhere wow and i was like i think about this every time i know i've said this before but like my dad has a notebook in his pocket that he calls the brick and he writes things down on it, mm. which, by the way, speaking of which, 
this is just so, we're talking about how my dad is, it's what's good about him and it's his wound as well, is that he creates reality. He imposes himself on the world. Yeah. And he doesn't take shit from anybody. His favorite song is, I did it my way. <laughs> and it's easy to shit on that. And I do. But then I also acknowledge that what a stand-up does is take over the room and do it his way and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And we are talking, it's the kind of going back to the blowtorch yes. of all of it. That's right. My dad's blowtorching shit. And there's, you know, there's parts where I'm like, don't blowtorch that. That's that's important. Yeah. You know, so everyone blowtorches. That belongs in a museum. <laughs> yes, exactly. He just blowtorched a, a precious memory <laughs> or an impactful memory or whatever it might be. So this is key. To hang out with my parents is to be in a room with Jeopardy playing at the loudest volume you've ever heard. Yeah, 10 it's out of 10. It's so loud. And then the commercials come on for some anal leakage medication <laughs> and the volume stays the same. Yeah. It's such a modern phenomenon that you would want to skip ads or mute ads or anything like that. Yeah. So we're just, bla and I, that was a good moment where I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. But the other way to know what it's like to be with my parents is my dad's phone will ring roughly every seven minutes. The loudest ringtone you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And he's going to take the call on speaker. Mm-hmm. And that is real. Even as I'm talking about it, it just mm -hmm. starts tying a knot in me. I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. It's it's the opposite of what we're doing right now. This like active listening sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I also feel you know feel for my dad. Yeah. There's this like, why don't you hire someone to answer the phone for you? They're just scheduling service calls. Yeah. They could put it in a and, spreadsheet. And the founder of the company is scheduling. day and night. <laughs> day and night so we're driving over that bridge i don't know what it's called but the newer bridge coming out of boston and my dad's phone rings and of course my mom is trying to talk to me and the phone rings and it's like oh, everyone everyone hates it my dad hits answer so now the the line is live and he goes god damn it like they hear this oh, oh fuck god damn hello <laughs> they heard all that it's this weird spell, like the Salem witch trials. Somehow, no one acknowledges that. I've uh -huh. never heard a call go like, what did you just say? Yeah. They just go, hey, Jay, it's up. They're like one of them too. Right, right. And But they're, they can, they're younger and you can tell, uh, you know, they're like, this was a verbatim, a service call that my dad took <laughs> on a bridge, driving like water traveling down a mountain he's just kind of like in lanes out of lanes because <laughs> right. that's taking over room too like they'll move yeah so it's good and it's bad but i'm you know having a panic attack <laughs> quietly my dad answers the phone and goes jay uh, this is the voice i hear on speaker we all hear it he goes jay the uh, oil burner you installed yesterday it's leaking my dad it's not leaking <laughs> Are we hearing this? Oh he said God. it's not leaking. <laughs> yeah. The guy goes, it's leaking, Jay. There's a pool of water under the burner. I had to, I had to put a bucket out. Oh my, my dad, it's not leaking, sir. Oh, my God. He's, what do you do? He's literally gaslighting. <laughs> you are very, very talented. <laughs> He's gaslighting them yeah, and just denying reality. Yeah. Eventually, I don't know what happened, but like 
my dad, the guy, I think the guy said like, I tightened the things and all this stuff. This is just a guy. Yeah. He went above and beyond. And, and my dad is great at oil burn. I'm not shitting on his craft. I'm just saying like there was an attempt, like a noble attempt to just be like, these no. aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> oh, like what did he think would happen? It's not leaking. Okay, Jay, sorry to bother you. <laughs> Must be some uh, rain. Or, There's a uh, rain ghost God. in here. <laughs> We got the rain ghost again, Helen. <laughs> but uh, eventually the guy was like, no, it's, it's Lee. And he was like, okay, I can be there Wednesday between 10 and noon. <sighs> and I'm like, and I, I don't see him write it down because he's driving. What a mess. <laughs> and this is what it felt like. I had to keep reminding myself this exact phone call would have been happening if I wasn't here, mm. you know what I mean? It's like, this is not no... my issue. I, cause oh. I want to go oh. dad. In fact, when I was at his office, I, I made a joke. I was like, don't forget you have to go to Watertown for the leaking uh, thing. I don't think he heard me, but I'm just like, <laughs> how is it working out? This is a successful I know. business. And I was like, does my dad, when he gets good customer services, he's like, What's this fruitcake? Like, is that what he's thinking? Uh, when someone's like, I'm so sorry to hear that, sir. Where is the leak? When yeah, he gets that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? My brother and I talked about it. My dad answers the phone exasperated because if you answer it chipper, you sound available. Right. You have to be like, hello. Because <laughs> yeah. I've called my dad and he goes, hello. He uh, go, hey, dad. And he goes, oh, hey, Peter. Like he changes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but then when he hangs up the phone, so he hasn't hit off, off yet. Hang up. He goes, God damn pain in the ass. And then he hangs up. So that's how the phone call ends. Oh my God. And Could it's you all, imagine? <laughs> it's all working somehow. I bet you, I really do. That leak has been fixed. I don't know how it happened. Wow. That's what the guys do. Yeah. And I have a similar brain where like, I'll remember an email for whatever, that was like a a $5,000 email. And I'm like, out of the blue, I'll go like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And But the great thing is you hit a red light and you reply to the email. Right. And I'm like, my dad is, <laughs> he would thrive if he knew how to like, you know, he's better with his iPhone than I thought. But if he really knew how to just like bang it out. Yeah. I did watch him like text his phone number. Like he shared a contact and I was like, Dad, yeah, I was really impressed. Daddy, so he has learned some things, but I'm like, it's it can't be streamlined. It, it he doesn't want to streamline it. it it's like a a yeah. vestige of another era. It's like this is how it is. You call a weird guy, yeah, and we'll be there on Friday. And then I I think they are. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very Boston specific. I'm not sure, other than like maybe other parts of New York. I'm not sure yeah. what, where else this business model would be successful. Like right. we're so California. And if you think about our experience if with If someone like, in California answered the phone, God damn it, you'd be like, you'd hang up. Think about the like experiences we've had with plumbers and workers and I was all just of thinking about that. Where they were so friendly. Yeah. And then we kind of later realized like, wait. <laughs> I don't That's know. so funny. Yeah. That I think my dad would love that. He's like, Yeah. The guys out here that are like, absolutely, sir, we're gonna be there. And then they don't. Yeah. 
he would say which is which is better the guy that's like yeah. god damn it and shows up yeah or the guy that's like absolutely sir we will be there on friday and then they, they just don't, don't come, come. yeah and you're like it's very west coast versus east coast. and that i guess that's sort of the appeal i used to have that appeal for like gruff but blunt but sort of honest mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. it's the whole can someone please please steal this idea from me someone out there listening fucking fix contracting mm-hmm. make an app make yeah. an app yeah. where it's in the calendar like schedule it and i know things go wrong make the window bigger or whatever right it is. or show things that on the with, app <laughs> yeah show there's been a delay the job let is us taking track longer. the person and let the app do it because this guy's up to his waist in well water. Right. He can't be I understand it. why he's not updating us. Make an app that goes, it looks like the job previous is taking longer. Yeah. Your window is now this. Yeah. Or also like when you're waiting for construction, you know, it's like Nate Bargatze's bit, yeah. which we just experienced where he's like, they tore down the fence, put up a porta john and then left for a month. Yeah. It looked like that's what I wanted to have done. <laughs> Somebody said that like demolition is the illusion of like we are serious. Because they right. remember they tore up our bathroom and I was like, these guys aren't They're fucking just around. Getting straight to work. They that left bath- for four, four months, months. Four months. Four months without a bathroom and a laundry room. And then I was like, luckily they they quit and then i called another guy and he fixed it the next day yeah because having a, a good contractor in your life yeah which i guess now we are better at just asking we'll be better at asking about the steps but that's the thing that this app could be good this app for, could be is great like, tell us exactly where we are in the process show me like a list of all the steps yeah and check off the ones that we're at and then show me like highlight the one we're on <laughs> and be like why can't you fix the bathroom before you fix the floor because you're waiting for the flooring fix the bathroom yeah the flooring isn't even going in the bathroom we don't care <laughs> And also there needs to be a big button that says, we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Someone please make an app. (laughs) Just make a construction app. Okay. All right. All right. This was wonderful. Yeah. We loved it. Thanks for your patience while we were away. And there's more to cover. I mean, other stuff happened in these past weeks and and we'll uh, we'll be here with you on Fridays. And I hope everyone has a nice holiday. Indeed. Indeed. Valerie? Keep it crispy. (laughs) 